Hello everyone, welcome to Kingdom Family Talks, part two of our time together with Jason and Kelsey Murray. If you missed the first part, part one, I encourage you to go back and listen first because this is a continuation of uh, this amazing story of Jason and Kelsey who are true heroes in our lives. But it is also an incredible, powerful story of redemption, of hope and forgiveness and reconciliation. I encourage you, even at this very moment, just to fasten your seatbelt because you're about to have a fresh encounter with the goodness and kindness of God. But what I, I know, like with my own wife that you know very well, Jennifer, uh, just sometimes when I go in, she doesn't know if I come back. And some of the things she goes through from a wife's perspective, that's why uh, Dr. Randy Clark, often when we are together, he, he speaks out loud at the voice of the apostle, talk about Jennifer as a true hero. So I'm saying here now, Kelsey, you, you got married. But when you got married, you knew that you got married to someone that is not going to totally see how beautiful you are. You have family together. And again, as I saying, I knew that you married into and now you're going to have family. And you know also, it's not just a war and a battle. He is experienced. You have your own battles. And then on the top of it, you're going to also have the battle of, of, of the wars that has been brought home. So in the middle of all of that, what were some of the things that you went through and some of your processes? I think that, like, I haven't fully looked back at it until just recently. Um, I think part of it's probably a defense mechanism <laughs> going through it because it's like, well, you just, you just did what you had to do at the time being. And, um, you know, and it wasn't, and people go, oh, you know, you, you, what was it like? And I never answer, <laughs> I never answer that question. Um, cause I don't know if I even have the words to explain it. It was just that you know, something was, you did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something that I did in it. It was that I was in this, in our relationship for the long haul. You know, I mean, yes, we were engaged, but I was in it for the covenant, not the convenience of it. We never stopped pursuing um, each other. Yeah, through the whole thing. And, um, you know, I did what I had to do. I didn't, and adjusted, I adjusted my life to do what had to be done. So, you know, Yes, I was with him at the hospital the whole time. I was sleeping on the floor. I was there for whatever he needed. And then each each season of our life, as it changed, you know, after we got out of the hospital, our lives changed again because we're now at home. And so then we're adjusting our lives to to whatever that new surrounding looks like. And the whole past 15 years has just been just that. It's just each new challenge that arises we're adjusting and filtering out the things that no longer work and bringing in the things that need to, to be in place so that our lives work better. Um, but I mean, she was 19 and I was 20 to give you an idea. We we're kids. I mean, yeah. you didn't, didn't think you were kids at the time, but looking back, we we're kids. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, when we got sent back home, it, that was, you know, we're trying to redefine what a new normal for us is. And then on top of that, you have everybody wanting to thrust me into the limelight, you know, and you got to go do this. You have to go tell your testimony. You got to go here. You got to tell these people, thank you for what they did. You know, and that that's all good and well, but it's like, you know, we never had time in the beginning, honestly, to sit down and figure out 
who we were. And that was a, a real big challenge. That has come up later yeah, in life. <laughs> that came up later, you know, it's because we've always been kind of forced into, well, you have to go do this or you have to go do, do that, you know? And it's like, we never sat down to say, hey, who are we? You know what I mean? But just tell me a little bit because I know we, I'm trying to remember what year we met. You probably remember the detail, but I still remember the service. I can still remember where you stood. I can still remember your kids. So I do remember those details. But can you help me with and, and what happened during that season in life? I came back with Bill and Randy to, to do the healing conference in 2010. So it was before that. It, it was been 2009. 2009. And so that was that was funny because it was – we didn't know anything about you. I'd never heard your name, didn't know your history, didn't know what you did. And I mean, that was, you know, five years from, from the battlefield. Mm. And I, in telling my testimony at churches, it showed how much God loved me because of what he did for me. And everybody likes that because the bad guys did this to me, right? Mm. When you got there and you're talking about how you go to these Muslim countries, I honestly thought to myself, well, he's a foreigner. Maybe he didn't get the memo. <laughs> they don't like us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was enjoying your accent. Whoa! You know, I said that all the time back then. But, but I mean, it was, it was one of those. But then you, you're talking about going to Pakistan. But that's if this helps with the time frame, that's when you, you were starting the Eagle Circle. Yeah. The donation thing. And, you know, after your sermon at the end, you know, if you gave us a thousand dollars to be part of the Eagle circle. Honestly, when I first got there, I had no intentions of doing anything, but the Holy spirit said, you need to give. And I was kind of like, I rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, my, yeah, yeah. She, she's the giver, not me. I'm being honest with you. Like, I was like, you might crazy. You're hearing but I mean, I, I felt it. I know, I knew it was him and it was, you know, you need to give money to him so I can take the same love that I showed you to them. Mm. And I was like, okay. You know, fortunately for us, our relationship, Kelsey and I, is I, I turned to her and said, we need to give into this. And she didn't question it. She just said, okay. And so that was when you were praying for people. We had to go get, we just had Brian. So it was before 2010. So we went and got Brian and you were praying for God, you know how People long that, that line was. I mean, yeah. it just went on and on. And, on. <laughs> and so we we're like, well, how are we supposed to give this to, to you? And that's when Todd was there. Mm. And so we caught Todd and we're like, hey, I need to give him this check. And so Todd walked us up to you. And that's that's when I gave it to you. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think you'd remember me. I was just doing, I was being obedient. Mm. And I mean, can I say that from that, that, initial service was i drastically changed no but a seed was planted and i didn't even know it mm. because you know you came back in 2010 to do the the healing conference that was awesome with randy and bill and then when did you go to pakistan the first time was it 11 2011 no i i had been in pakistan since 94 95 so i had been in pakistan for a long time going in and out you were going to have that healing conference session. Yeah, we're doing the healing conference. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. 11 or was that 13? Yeah, in 11, we did one. Yes. But also, we did a huge one in 13. That yeah. was, yeah, the one we passed the million mark. Yeah, because yeah. it was it was the first one that we, we donated to in 2011 because you came back. Yeah. And, you know, then I, I'm pretty sure Todd was still around at that time. Yeah, he was around. Yeah. 
given us. Awesome. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah you know, he's in heaven watching us right now. Yes, I do. Yeah. But he gave us, you know, the healing scriptures, the books, and <clears throat> guy get my stuff together. But what really hit me was your book, Seen Through Heaven's Eyes. Okay. All right. I'll take a break. <laughs> but it's when he talks about that Muslim lady, and, you know, when she got saved, and, you know, she said, well, how long have you heard about Jesus? And you know the story. You want to tell it so I don't start crying? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's what wrecked me was it, it allowed me to see them and have the pain for them as people, not just as the enemy anymore. It put a human face to them, and that's what changed it. Mm. I mean, it it destroyed me. It still makes me cry to this day because... <laughs> I mean, I had kill them all tattooed on my right forearm. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, it was, it was that was my trigger finger. Our mindset was, <clears throat> it's almost like, you know, when the, the Pharisees wanted to cast the stones at the woman caught in adultery. <clears throat> I mean, it was that same mindset that we must punish these people in purity by sending them to hell. How stupid is that? <clears throat> but that was our mindset. And you learn to, I guess, dehumanize them to make it easier, have less value for them. And that's what I'd done. And, you know, when I heard that story, it wrecked me because her husband and her son had both died. I don't know how. But, I mean, how many husbands and brothers have we sent to hell in this war? Mm. So, that, like I said, that, that wrecked me. And, you know, the, the journey just blossomed from there. It was, so then the question is, how do I get vindication for what happened to me? And, at the Kingdom family, that's kind of where that whole perspective shifted to. I mean, I got rocked there as well, but <laughs> I mean, when he had me go up and talk there, it was God said, you know, it's not supposed to be about the love he poured out on me because that's easy to see. It was, he wanted people to see the love that he had for the people who did it to me. But that's how justice is served in the kingdom. You know, it's, it's like what you, what happened in 2013, you know, the mm. extremists came in. Bomb churches killed a lot of people. How did God get revenge? How many got saved? How many people got healed? Yeah. You know, it's that's that's justice in the kingdom. Yeah. You know, hate serves hate, and that's that's the end of it. And I mean, the sad part is, is a lot of my friends who haven't found forgiveness. It's like poison that rots them from the inside out. Mm. But they treat it with drugs and alcohol to numb the pain that they can't they can't get rid of. And you know, that ultimately a lot of them end up committing suicide, destroying their families. I mean, it's not hard to see the fingerprint of the devil. He came to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. And you see it all over. But it's a lot of it's rooted in unforgiveness. Mm. You know, so that was that was the beauty of it all. Is, you know, you came back in 2013 and, you know, you allowed all those people to taste and see that God is good. You know, it's, it's what we learned. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. You know, another thing that rocked me is, I think Bill Johnson pointed out either in one of his books or a sermon I was listening to, but it's in Luke, you know, when the disciples wanted to call fire down upon that village, hmm. where did they get that idea from? The stories they'd heard in the Old Testament. But what did Jesus tell them? You don't know what spirit you're hmm. That's not the heart of the Father for this season at all. You know, it's the other thing that Bill talks about that I like is, you know, in Psalms 23, where, you know, it talks about, He'll prepare a feast for you in the presence of your enemies. 
What beautiful picture to take an enemy of mine and me find reconciliation, put him in a table in front of the devil and say, look at this, you lose. Hmm. So that's kind of where we're at. So, I mean, I know I'm jumping around trying to make this. No, clear, but. No, it's, it's, be- it's just beautiful. I, I thought about bringing it because I know about one of the, there's so many highlights and moments, but it was so beautiful to watch you in Atlanta being together with a family uh, and I can still see where you're sitting. I can still see the building. And can you also throw that also to you, Kelsey? But here you met also both, uh, I think you met both Tariq, but I know you met Khashig and you met a few other ones. So here we have suddenly family gathering. I know one of them, Tassir, was there. He was from Iraq. Another one here, Tariq, is from Pakistan, a previous Muslim. And but suddenly here we have this family gathering around the table together as one big family, totally one loving one another and just recognizing how uh, being celebrated, not tolerated, everyone finding a place at the family table. Anyway, I just, uh, that was almost like a dream coming through. So Kelsey, what was your feeling at the family gathering? And I know one moment you were laying on the top of me. Uh, I had a Marine on the top of me in Colorado. <laughs> you crawled up on the stage during the worship and, and soaked my shirt both with the tears. And we've had, a, we've had some amazing moments. I'm, I'm sure that people say, who is that man laying on the top of life there on the stage for 30 minutes? So I'm, I'm just smiling as I'm looking back what family looks like. Kelsey, anyway. Just <laughs> you had a captive audience. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, gosh, kingdom family gathering. The funny thing was, is that, um, we weren't sure that, uh, we were going to be able to go. Um, we had kind of talked about it. We knew when it was, um, I was right before then I was an, an assistant cheerleading coach at the high school. That's a mile down the road from us. Um, but there had been some, feeling in me that I'm like, I, you know, it, it was time for it to, to come to an end. And I actually um, had quit or resigned or stepped out or however you want to say it, um, my job two weeks before the kingdom family gathering. And I told Jason, I said, Hey, you know, that was the only thing that was holding us back. Hmm. I said, what do you think about this? What do you think if we go? And uh, he had to go take Take a bath. That's my Jesus talking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but what, what came to my mind is I remember Bill talking about when he went to Toronto. You know, and he he made it, I think it was one of the his sermons back at Bethel. But he talked about if you know God's going to show up, you need to do whatever whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. Get there. Yeah. Not my coming. Like I think we need to go. You know. And, and God, I was like, I told you. Yeah, <laughs> That's God's sense of humor. Your wife is right. <laughs> so yeah, we we uh, called my my mom and it was like, "Can you watch the kids for us?" You know, three days right before before school started, yeah, right and school started. and uh, booked our tickets and found all the information on the GMA website as to hotels and everything, and got the car rental. Alicia taken and Kaylee were God sends so God bless you too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they are here right now, so we're coming. Yeah. Yeah, and helped everything get lined up, and it was just kind of a whirlwind, you know, um, conference life for three days, and the, the, I don't, I don't even know how to say it, the environment that you're in, and you're soaking into, and you don't ever want to come home, but you know you got to sleep too. <laughs> I mean, the whole, the whole experience, it, it wasn't a typical conference feel. Yeah. Like a lot of conferences, like you're, you have so many different speakers, 
And I mean, it, it can kind of get tedious, but that one, it was just, it's just family. it was just laid back. It was, mm. it was awesome to see you more relaxed. That's um, good. Glad when the blind guys can see me. I'm just, I'm just having to you. Just tell, like, even when you get up to talk, like, you, you were more at ease. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. you get here, as you would say, the fire comes out, you know. It's, yeah. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it was, it was awesome to see you and, you know, Papa Jack and, you know, Paul was there just to see everybody together. And I mean, the ironic part of that was I hadn't talked about what had happened to me in, I mean, almost um, 10 years. It was, a, 10 years. it was a long time. And, you know, Alicia, I credit her, you know, she, again, captive audience, I can't run away, asked me, you know, to talk about GMA. But I mean, after I got up there and, and you know, and, and shared what I shared, I sat back down and I mean, there was a kid from Afghanistan that came up to me. I can't remember his name. Like I said, Tariq was there. And then, I mean, Hachik comes up and he, I didn't know it was him. He was the third one. So I think we were worshiping. He put his, his hand on my back and you can tell he was getting rocked and he was praying for me. And I'm just thinking to myself, I wonder what's going on here. You know. <laughs> So he, he gets done praying for me or whatever. And then I turn around and he gives me a hug and he doesn't say, hi, my name is, he just says, I'm from Lebanon. And then bombs me with this awesome prophetic word. Mm. And I mean, David confirmed that at, at the end, as you know, Yeah. <laughs> but what really got me was I, I connected with Tariq, but I mean, Hachig and I, we have a special connection because, you know, he, I told him, you know, send me an email for, your prophetic word so I can keep it, you know, as a memory stone. And I mean, in that email, he gives me this prophetic word, but he also says, you know, I feel as a Middle Easterner to ask for forgiveness for what his race or his people had done for me, done to me, excuse me. And uh, I thought I had forgiven I guess more as a mental exercise, but when you have an actual human being step into a place to where you can direct that forgiveness to, it was like, it went to a whole, whole different level. And I mean, I wrote out that forgiveness letter, which I think he shared with you. Yeah. You know, and I, I told him, I, I choose to forgive you for taking my eyes, you know, for making me blind, for causing the pain to me and to my family. You know, I choose to forgive you for the fact that I've never seen my kids. You know, I choose to forgive you for the pain that, you know, you've caused my Marine brothers and their families, you know, and, and, and so wow. on and so forth. But I mean, well, now it was done. It was like, you know, the little bit of poison of unforgiveness got sucked out of me. Mm. And I mean, I was sitting there bawling like a baby typing this out. And this is, I mean, 13 years after the fact. That was in wow. 2017. So yeah, 13 years. But I mean, there was so much healing that just came from that simple act of, writing out that forgiveness letter, but more so when you hear his story about, you know, what happened to his family from the extremists, you know, and, and the genocide that they, they perpetrated against his family. And then to have him step in their place and ask for forgiveness on their behalf is truly mind blowing. Yeah, It really is. And I mean, we, we've stayed in contact and I mean, I love him and you know, we have fun you know, talking. I talked with Tariq too. And it was, it was awesome to talk to Tariq because you could get a, a different perspective on Muslim cultures to kind of understand why they do what they do. You know, it's kind of out of that, the unknown that fear takes root and you just kind of lump them all into, they're all suicide bombers and they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, but it, it's all rooted in that, that fear. Yeah, no, that's why it's beautiful. Tariq, I talked 
10 o'clock last night with him. So he, as you know, he's also a spiritual son yes. and part of the family. And then Hashig was there this weekend. And so it's kind of a, so all of these people, all of this is very, very fresh to me. And, and again, as you maybe know, I just came back again from this last trip that was just also very phenomenal. A lot of opposition, but we got the breakthrough and again got to be able to, in a way that, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen the level of how powerful love is and how transformative love is and what the miracle key of forgiveness looks like. I had one person, he was an imam. Uh, he said, five years ago, he said, I, I touch your hand. And he said, I went and washed my hands because I touched an infidel and I was unclean. But he said, this time I came and I hugged you and I kissed you. And that's when I realized that the language of love is the language the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. And I, I wanted to, because I do know that we actually have perfectly two full programs and we're going to find a good place in the middle of it to put the break. Uh, and we're trying to do about 30 minutes and we got a, I'm very glad that we got a full hour, but I wanted both of you just uh, because we, part of what we want to do is I, I'm celebrating 4th of July. I'm celebrating America. And as I was saying, I've traveled to 100 countries around the world, been to 50 states. Uh, and I met uh, from when we lived in Columbus and see Fort Benning to a lot of the places around all these fine, beautiful people that has paid an incredible price. And that's why I have such an honor for all of our servicemen, but also people on a daily basis, if that's Aaron, who is a spiritual son, who is a fireman and other ones that are police officers. And we, we have so many fine people that are serving us and, and, and it's paying a price so that a lot of us gets to play. And then some of us gets to pay so somebody else gets to play. So I just felt that I wanted to celebrate, first of all, the servicemen and yes. all of the ones that has paid a high price. And I felt several times, yeah, I started to weep while you were sharing, just thinking about veterans that are home and that are broken and just what they've gone through and people that don't understand them. And so I do understand a little bit because a few times I've been in treated for PTSD, but I wanted you just because who you are and what you become, and I know you are also in the process, but I just want you to release just a blessing just bless the people that are listening and bless the people that are serving our country. Bless a lot of people out there that still just struggling in life and they need to just have an encounter and experience with Papa God, how good he is and how loved they are in the middle of their circumstances that they can experiencing some of his peace. So if you could just pray a prayer over maybe both of you and just release that. And I am the first one to receive. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for, for the awesome testimony of your goodness, of your kindness, of your unrelenting love. Father, we, we thank you for your peace, your peace of mind, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, we just, just release your blessing and love, Father, to, to see the value in each human being, whether it was a former enemy, somebody who's done wrong to you. But Father, you deemed us all valuable when you sent your son because you so loved the world that he died for each one of us. Father, we just thank you for that. Father, I, I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my testimony. I thank you for my transformation, Father. And I thank you that you'll do it to those who hear this. Father, I just pray that the seeds of love get planted in their hearts, just as it did with me the first time I met them. Father, I just pray that we have the eyes of Christ to see the suffering that goes on around us, to recognize the fingerprint of the enemy, to overcome that evil with good. Father, to release who you are. So that people see a God that looks like Jesus, acts like Jesus, and loves like Jesus. 
Father, we just thank you for the restoration in my marriage between Kelsey and I through the struggles that we've been through. And we just release that over everybody listening as well. To the veterans in particular, I just come against the feelings of guilt and shame that bind you in chains to a moment in the past that you can do nothing about. I pray that you release that to the blood of Christ to set you free, to let go of the past, to embrace the now, to see your future, to be a son, to be a daughter, to walk out forgiveness, and in forgiveness you'll find freedom. In freedom you'll find love, to love those around you, to love those who did this to you, to love your kids the way they need to be loved, and more so to love yourself. <laughs> I shut her down, mate. Do you want to continue? No, I think that Kelsey, I, I, I just want you also just to pray, especially, especially because a lot of the wives, the children, and I just sense there, Kelsey, that that's a, you have a power, um, you have authority over the area where the serpent has bitten you, but you also have authority over the area that you love and you have loved well, Kelsey. So I just wanted to, for you to release, especially, and that could be firefighters, wife, but it's any wives that is out there, including my own wife, people that just are overcomers and you're very, very powerful. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Lord, I just, I just thank you. I thank you for, for family. Mm-hmm. Family is what carries us through these tough times. And, <laughs> and you're going to make it interesting while I do this too, aren't you? Hold on just a second. Might have to start again. <laughs> uh, this is fine. This is what family is all about. So we love it. They're brief, they're brief interruptions. It is just these beautiful children are coming in here. So it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're momentary pauses. Um, no. Yeah. So I just, I pray, I pray for family and I thank you for family because kingdom is family and family is, you know, what, what get, gets us through the hard things that we've been through and, and, um, and just lifts us, lifts us up. And I just, I just really feel to say like, you know, wives that you are seen and family, you are seen and you may feel like lots of things that you do go unnoticed or unappreciated, but you're seen yeah. at the first level of of the Father seeing you, and He sees you, and He's with you. Yeah. And people appreciate everything that you sacrifice, so that our service men and service women, whether you might be a husband, that might feel like you're unseen in that stance, but. That we appreciate all that you do behind the scenes for us to live in the freedoms that we have. And I just bless all that you do. I bless the time that you take to take care of the things that may seem mundane, but they're important, so important, and it keeps everything functioning and moving forward. And your sacrifice is so important Mm. and so valued and so held high in the arms of our Father. And He sees you. And I just pray that you would be seen, you would feel seen and know that you're seen and so loved and so appreciated. 
and so, so valued. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Father, I just thank you for this precious time together. And I just want to release a blessing over Jason and Kelsey. And I thank you just for that overcoming anointing. I thank you that love wins because love never fails. I thank you for every single person that are listening, including myself. I, I, I just thank you, Father, that you are touching us and you're doing something in us and through us. I'm just hearing healing hope healing hope. I thank you, Father, right at this very moment, you're going to heal hope in people's life. I know that hope deferred had needs people's hearts sick, but at this moment, it is time for you to dream again and desire again, because it is the tree of life. And I just release even at this very moment, I thank you for destiny, destiny, destiny that is over each one of our life. And what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to use it for good. So I thank you for the upgrades that is going to take place in your life as a result of even listening to this story that is bringing life and life more abundantly because that's what Jesus came to give. So I thank you, Jesus, for giving us life and life more abundantly. So where the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, there's always life and life more abundantly that you, Jesus, came to give. And all you did is what you saw the Father do. So let's bless this time together. And I thank you for kingdom, family, talks, that we can talk heart to heart and share our story. And I thank you that uh, it's going to release freedom and whom the sun set free is free indeed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and freedom. So thank you for freedom and liberty that is being released to hundreds and hundreds of people just as a result of this testimony. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy, and it means do it again. So do it again, Lord. What you have done in their lives, do it again in our lives. I bless that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.